Are you ready to move on after losing someone you loved? Especially during this month um, when we celebrated Valentine's Day? Stay tuned for my conversation with a certified grief recovery specialist. Welcome to Got Clutter Get Organized. My name is Janet M. Taylor and I am your host. This podcast is here to empower you to declutter your mind, space, and life. I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and if you're listening for the very first time, I want to welcome you. I hope you are having a great start to this week. Well, in this episode, we have returning guest Michelle Thornhill. And she's going to just share with us how we can manage our grief, especially during the month of February when all around us, there's the flowers, there's the stuffed animals, there's the candy. And of course, I will be sharing my favorite product at Repurpose as well as book suggestion. And then my question for you this week is, what great memories do you have of those that are no longer here. You know, for me, it's hanging out with my cousin Rose, who passed away, and just kind of sitting in her sunroom. We were watching movies. We were eating cornbread, because her cornbread is the best. So I would love for you to share those memories with me. Did you know that prolonged grief disorder can be diagnosed when symptoms persist for more than 12 months after the passing of a loved one in adults and at least six months in children. Which is why I wanted to bring on a guest as well as a friend, Michelle Thornhill, and she's a sought-after speaker and consultant who makes discussing important topics manageable. She's an advanced certified grief recovery specialist and an end-of-life doula and the founder of Legacy and Hope, LLC. And it's a boutique company that helps individuals and organizations with grief, loss, bereavement, and end-of-life care. As a member of the board of directors for the National End-of-Life Doula Alliance, Michelle co-chairs the Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Committee, She has over 20 years of experience in bereavement care and a desire to share proven coping strategies as well as action programs to help individuals move beyond the pain that comes with grief, loss, and end of life. Michelle is also an advisory board member of the Girls Leading Africa. So, I want you to sit back and just listen to this conversation I have with Michelle Thornhill and maybe share it with a friend you know who could definitely benefit from what she shares. Hello and welcome to Got Clutter, Get Organized, the conversation. I am so excited because I have Michelle Thornhill of Legacy and Hope. And we're going to talk about, you know, last week was Valentine's Day. But we're really going to talk about just how to navigate not only Valentine's Day, but life when maybe someone special is no longer here. So, Michelle, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be here. 
For sure. It's my absolute pleasure, Janet. And I love seeing you. So thank you for having me. And I love seeing you too, Michelle. But before we get started into the conversation, what made you decide to be a grief counselor? And may I just say an absolute, like the best grief counselor. Well, what made you decide to do that? Thank you. Um, I'm actually an advanced certified grief specialist. And specializing in grief was important to me after working in the field of end of life and funeral service. I was noticing that people were holding on to pain um, and they were holding on to pain more than they held on to love. Right. So when they were doing that, I was thinking, okay, well, without going overboard, it's very possible to grieve people with more love than with pain, you know, not turning them into a saint, but understanding that, you know, it's two sides of the same coin. When we love people and we lose them, we, you know, we feel pain. So for example, when a person thinks of someone that they lost due to the end of a relationship, and that could be death or divorce or breakup, people tend to focus really on those negative events that cause the end of the relationship, right? And they think about when the person died, how they died, or they think about the negative events that caused the end of the relationship, like what somebody said or what somebody did. And I often think of saying it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all, right? And so... With those same individuals with whom we had the relationship and it ended, there were also some good things that happened during the relationship. And when I'm in a grief support session, I ask my clients to tell me something about their loved one and they immediately go to something pleasant. And I think they do that. They like start out with the good stuff first because it really adds credibility to their plight and it like justifies their pain for um, losing the individual and rightfully so because they actually loved that person. So leaning on the good memories instead of the painful ones was a message that I really wanted to get across to people as they experienced their grief journey. And I really wanted them to know that their life is their own and it's not a dress rehearsal. So spending time loving someone and loving that experience that you had and showing gratitude for the good times instead of so much focusing on the bad times is really one of the reasons why I wanted to help people through their grief experience. And you really touched on my next question is like, what do we do sometimes to just really, I guess, I don't know if it's prolonging the grief or is it just prolonging the pain in regards to, you know, we just celebrated Valentine's Day. And of course, that can bring on a whole, uh, you know, variety of feelings. But what are some things that people tend to just continue to do to kind of stay in that place? Oh, wow, that's good. Well, sometimes people think that um, the outward expression of pain due to the loss of a relationship really shows how invested you were in that relationship. So, you know, look at how much I'm suffering right now because I've lost this individual. 
And we know that mourning is something that people do outwardly, right? Grieving a loss is something that someone does inwardly. But mourning is more of an expression of of the pain that you're experiencing. So some people may dress in black for a year. Some people may um, create shrines. Um, Of course, there are healthy expressions of, of that loss too, through creating legacy projects and tributes and, you know, remembrance services, but it all has to be done in moderation in order to be a healthy expression of loss. So when it comes to um, signs of sadness resulting from loss and understanding that loss is that change in a normal pattern of behavior, um, really people focusing just on being able to say, I've experienced this loss. It very well can be traumatizing or devastating. And it's really important to be able to focus on what is positive and true about uh, coming back to um, a normal way of, of living. And you know, it's interesting when you said shrine, I remember I had a conversation with a woman who lost both her parents and she actually had two shrines in her house. She had one room dedicated to her father and then one room dedicated to her mother. Cause we were talking about clutter and letting go. And um, I did not want to say something because I know that is a delicate, you know, situation and you don't want to say something that's going to really make them worse than they already are. But it's interesting how you said a shrine. It's like, wow. And that's what they were. It was like these two spaces in her home, dedicated to people who are no longer here, and she just wanted to keep it like that. So it's just interesting that you said that, and it just brought back that memory to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when somebody is thinking like, Michelle, okay, I know I need to, you know, move forward, what are some things that you would suggest, you know, for people, whether they're seeing the the hearts on the shelves, the flout, whatever, or even something, just how they can kind of move forward. Oh, to help heal from grief? Yeah. Or sadness and loss? Yes. Well, yeah. One of the most important things is to acknowledge the pain Mm -hmm. and accept that grief can trigger, um, you know, a number of different unexpected emotions. You know, one moment you're happy, one moment you're sad, one moment you're um, indifferent. And understanding the grieving process is unique to each individual, you know, and don't compare your loss to anyone else's because time doesn't heal wounds. And you are, even though similar to other people, no two grief experiences are going to be the same, right? So you may have had a similar experience than, that someone else had, but you're not going to have an identical uh, journey through the process of grief. So when we see people that are hurting and they want to help us or we want to help them, um, sometimes what they do for us isn't helpful and sometimes what we do for them isn't helpful. Right. So I, I find the biggest mistake that people make is trying to treat people the way they would like to be treated when we're sad. You know, so it's nice to try to exercise a bit of tolerance when people are trying to 
help you. And sometimes they will compare their experience to yours the same way you may compare your experience to theirs. And they may try to fix your problem. Um, But it's really important to pace yourself through that process, exercise a bit of tolerance with them even, but really use this as a learning experience to understand that the same way that you can't fix someone else's pain, they can't fix yours. So what you can do to help yourself is to be just as kind and caring and thoughtful to yourself as you would a friend to be able to help yourself through the process. And if you would bring them a nice meal, do that for yourself. And if you would run them a warm bath, do that for yourself. So supporting yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically is really important. But, you know, I also wanted to circle back to um, the question that you had about celebrating Valentine's Day. Um, That's this month. And I wanted to focus on some of the signs of um, that we may need help when we're in a sad space or a space of loss. And some of those signs that we may need help is just that there are signs resulting from a loss of a normal pattern of behavior, right? So if someone is sleeping more or sleeping less, Or if someone is eating more, eating less, if you're um, not interested in the things that you used to be interested in or that you would typically be interested in, those are signs. And even a change in your energy level, like I just don't feel like going out. I just don't feel like making uh, dinner. I don't feel like taking a phone call. You know, those are are telltale signs, but you know, one of the biggest ones is a loss of concentration. So that could be um, one thing that comes up like immediately, like I'm reading something, but my comprehension just isn't there. I'm not retaining the information that I just read. And then there's something even bigger. Feelings of hopelessness or helplessness are signs that are important Um, but can be difficult for people to communicate. So helplessness is the feeling that nothing can be done by anyone to make the situation better. And, you know, that's also thinking that the problem is too big or insurmountable. And then when it comes to helplessness, it's the feeling that they themselves have no power over improving the situation. Like, you know, so when things like this happen, when feelings like these come up, that can be a sign of a deeper issue such as depression. But I just wanted to mention those things because sometimes we're just on autopilot and we're just trying to do the best we can with what we have, not acknowledging sometimes the depths of a situation. And thank you for sharing that, Michelle, because I know for me and my situation, one of the things that helped was, of course, you know, just seeking you for counseling during that. But also, I think allowing friends to do whatever they felt 
you know, they were there for me as support, not necessarily doing things that I didn't want them to do. Sometimes they would maybe call people, you know, at that time when I was going through my situation, it was in the midst of COVID. So they would just drop things off, ring my doorbell, and there would be like food outside, things like that. So it was just like little things. And I think sometimes we take for granted just the little things. Or sometimes it's just like, hey, you know, texting me, how are you doing? But also for me, like you said, sometimes you do get in those places. And I think for me, I had to find what worked for me. And for me, it was just putting on sneakers and just walking. I may not have a a specific destination in mind, but just walking. So, but those are some of the strategies that you shared with me. So thank you for just like sharing that as well. Of course. Yeah. Getting out in nature can make a huge difference. So, Michelle, as a woman who I know you are involved with a lot of different things, not only in different organizations and professionally, but also just in life and family, how do you stay organized? Because this is a question I ask all my guests. Yes, I keep a physical date book or a planner. And I ha- I'm one of those people that I can't go with the alarm that comes over my phone, even though I have those built in and they go off constantly. <laughs> I keep a physical date book to help myself stay organized and um, staying organized is not something that I just do like the night before or the week before or the year before, you know, but it's built into my lifestyle. So I'm not working constantly. I'm really trying to enjoy my life as best as possible and working when I have to work. Um, And by putting things in order, on a regular basis consistently. So if I book an appointment, I put it into my date book. I don't toil over it. It is there. I show up when I'm supposed to show up. And I consult my calendar before I commit to things so that I don't overbook or double book. And that's been really helpful. So I also think about some of those standing tasks and appointments that I have And I just, you know, go through my date planner and put them in so that they're nice and secure and they're scheduled out. And I don't have anything that interferes with that so so that I can avoid some uh (laughs) uh-ohs. I love that you do things so you don't overbook. I love it, Michelle. I love it. So how can those listening or watching connect with you? Well, they can visit my website. That's legacy and that's A-N-D hope.com. And they can schedule themselves for a 30 minute uh, complimentary consultation. They can also reach out to me via telephone. And um, my telephone number is 267-225-2280. And they can also email me at uh, Michelle Thornhill at legacyandhope.com. And of course, I will have all of Michelle's contact information in the show notes. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. I always enjoy speaking with you and just you sharing, you know, really how we can navigate life a lot better. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Janet. So what was your takeaway from my conversation with Michelle? You know, and please, if you feel that you could definitely benefit, because I know I have benefited from her services, please reach out to her. 
So now I just want to transition to Taylor's tip time. And this is where I will be sharing five practical tips to help you organize your life. And of course, this week we're talking about just grief and, you know, really managing that grief. But now I want to just kind of share with you some things that have truly helped me as I've gone through my grieving process. And these are things that you can do when you are ready. I don't want you to feel like, oh my goodness, I'm listening to this podcast. I need to do it now. No, when you are ready. Because number one, delete the text messages and voicemail. Now, the man I was dating passed away in 2020. I didn't delete his text messages until 2023, okay? Because it took me a moment to release. And we all go through different phases, different timelines. So that was the first thing. Second thing, toss the cards and other memorabilia. I was ready. It was like, okay, you know, I am ready to release. And number three, these for those of you who, you know, still have things in your closets and your drawers, if you're ready. You know, one of the things that he would do is he would, he knew how I always had cold feet. This is one of the things I'm putting out there. And he would always buy me all these different socks. Well, some of those socks, I would just keep them whole because they were really good thick socks, but also they were worn out. So it was time for me to let them go. Number four, making room in your calendar. And by that, I mean making room in your calendar for something fun. You know, instead of just sitting home, feeling sorry for yourself, but also just missing the person, putting your calendar something fun. Whether it's just going to the corner, getting your favorite coffee from your coffee shop. Maybe just picking up the phone or texting someone and say, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to go for a drive? Make room in your calendar. And number five, put yourself at the top of the list when it comes to self-care. Self-care could be taking a bubble bath, going to a spa, doing some meditation, reading a book. Doing something that you love. And sometimes for some people, self-care is actually getting their hands dirty. Whether it's in a garden or it could be maybe doing a DIY project. So those are just some things when you are ready to actually move forward and begin to live life again. So I would love to hear from you, especially if you are enjoying this podcast. So please leave a review on the platform you are listening to. And of course, if you are ready to get your life organized, got virtual sessions available, whether it's your paperwork, your schedule, your overall life, I am here to help guide you on your journey to organization. Visit my website at JanetAndTaylor.com and schedule a complimentary 15-minute session. Because sometimes in those 15-minute sessions, we can discover some strategies for you that you can take and run with them. So take action now and start moving, making progress today. And of course, you know, I always like to just take a moment just to say thank you. Thank you for following me on social media. Thank you for your likes, your shares. Thank you for listening. And please continue to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, Pinterest. 
And in Pinterest, I there's a section, I've got three sections on repurpose. Repurpose the office, repurpose the garden, and just general repurpose. Because there may be things that the loved one gave you and that you want to repurpose it. So think about that as well. And, of course, making sure that you do check out the YouTube channel because there you can see the interviews I have with these amazing guests. And make sure you subscribe and click the bell for reminders. And, of course, ladies, if you are thinking of getting your life organized, don't get overwhelmed. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's a community of women supporting each other on their journey. And it's completely free. Join today. Each week we continue not only the discussions we start here on the podcast, but also sometimes people just post whether it's a question, whether it's a photo, whether it's a video, and they just say, Janet, please help. And that's why I created the group because I want to be able to help you. I want to be able to be your partner on your journey to living that life that is totally organized. And Okay, I'm going to give you a chance to either find your space in your home. Maybe you're just standing in place doing your little dance because I'm actually doing my little dance over here. It is Toss It Tuesday time. And this is where I help you declutter and simplify your life. And this Toss It Tuesday, and this is something I did. Because this was very emotional. But not to the point where it was emotional. I I didn't want to do it or I cried. It was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. I decided it was time for me to to toss all the stuff related to my mother's funeral. My mother passed in 2001. And I finally got rid of things. You know what some of those things were? Some of those things were the, the sheet. I had a little sheet that I would list when people would come by and they would drop off. Somebody dropped off tea bags. Somebody bought a bag of ice. Somebody out because I wanted to give out thank you notes for all of those wonderful neighbors. Oh my gosh. There's nothing like a loving community. But I don't need that list now. So I got rid of, I'm like, why am I holding on to this list? You know, and sometimes you say that to yourself, but you know, it's just an emotional and I was ready to release it. So this Tossa Tuesday, there may be something in your home. There may be something in your life that it is time for you to let go. It's not that you're going to forget anything, but it's just some time that physical part of it. So my app suggestion for you this week is 365 Gratitude. It's a diary. It's a journal. I shared it previously. But it's a great way of just being appreciative of what you have now. Because sometimes we forget about that. We are, you know, caught up and I've been there. And what we don't have, but we don't realize all the wonderful things we do have. And of course... My product suggestion is go to my Amazon shop. I've got closet, kitchen, bathroom, bedroom. You know, focus on an area that would truly make you feel well, make you feel good. Maybe it's organized in that closet. Maybe it's organized in that bedroom. But check out that because it got lots of different products from hangers, storage boxes to nice little organizers for your drawers. And 
My repurpose suggestion for this week is maybe you want to repurpose that old grandfather clock, books become shelves, old records can become a table. Check out my repurpose boards on Pinterest. And my book suggestion for this week is The Garden Within, where the war with your emotions ends and your most powerful life begins. And it says, too often we've been taught to view our emotions with suspicion, seeing them as something to be suppressed, managed, or mastered. That isn't true. Emotions are not your enemy. Internal war is not your destiny. You were created to flourish. Again, the garden within where the war with your emotion ends and your most powerful life begins. Check that out. And of course... My weekly quote, let today be the day you learn to grace of letting go and the power of moving on again. Let today be the day you learn the grace, letting go and the power of moving on. And, you know, I moved on when my mother passed away. You know, it took me a moment, but I moved on when the man I was dating passed away. It took a moment, but I moved on. And I'm hoping that this episode will help you do that as well. So I want to thank you for tuning in to Got Clutter, Get Organized. And spread the word about the podcast to your loved ones. And I appreciate all of you out there who are texting it. You know, because I look at those and they're saying people text the link. Thank you. You're just making my day. And, sh- and of course, show your support by leaving a review. And of course, as always, visit my website at JanetMTiller.com for more information. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. <laughs>